unfiltered, no sugar added talk radio. You tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio, the realest show on radio, the most incendiary morning talk show in all of the United States of America. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards, as you may can tell. I actually got a dang good night's sleep last night. Sean Yurtkaran, sitting across from me in the studio this morning, my Wednesday co-host, the only white liberal that I'll let on the show. Sean, good morning. Good morning. Stay trashy. Oh, wait, we're not trashy anymore, actually. Oh, no, Today's no, the no, first no. day of pickup. Now, depending upon who you ask, I'm always trashy. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Hey, look, if y'all want to chime in this morning, the phone line, 601-879-0002, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Would love to hear from you all. Would love to hear from you all. So, Sean, um, you live, you're a Bellhaven resident, a, yeah. a Jacksonian for a long, long time. Uh, today is a holiday in Jackson of sorts, right? Well, oh, because we're getting trash pickup. Getting trash pickup. Yeah, yeah, I know. I got well. I've left my stuff on the curb anyway, so like yeah. it's it's been ready. It's it's been ready to be picking up. So um, now they would just take the trash out. Yeah, yeah, that's right, right, exactly. Because there's, there's a difference in garbage. The mayor's trash. office would be the place I'd start. Did now I'm sitting here looking at Kingfish's website, and I didn't even write this down because I I wasn't going to forget it. I didn't need to write it down. Um. The mayor, I mean, this dude found some audacity on discount somewhere and bought it all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. He he gets up and walks out during the national during the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, I saw that. You know that right? I mean, I mean that's his right to do. I think as mayor, he would should stay there. But right, right. I saw that. I just saw that late last night. You know, I I've turned the corner a little bit on all of this mm-hmm. since the Colin Kaepernick stuff initially happened. Right. Because I, anytime somebody does something for the first time, it's like, <gasps> clutch the pearls. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, I don't agree with it. Right. right. I don't support it. But I, but now that I look, my rights have been taken and taken and taken, everything I do is cancel, 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 I've, I'm a little less, I'm a little more gunshot, should I say, about jumping down people's throats too much if they don't want to do it well don't get mad when i do it don't yeah. get mad when i got my flag flying loud and proud I, i'm with you on that i had a, i think i told you about this before i had a law professor one time that said that we we're talking about flag burning cases and he said that you know would you rather live in a country where you can't fl- burn the flag or would you want to be one so free that you can and i think that was a really good point you know i mean obviously i don't support flag burning but i think that you know you should have a right to do that if that's what you want now, to do, even though I don't. And if you get your butt whooped while you're doing it, that's on you too. Yeah, but I mean, you have freedom of speech; you don't have freedom of consequence. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, just because I was talking to a good friend of mine the other day, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, you want to see Clay Edwards catch the internet on fire? Mm-hmm. Let me burn one of these trans or rainbow flags. I'm, I'm sure you would, you would get, you in trouble for that. The right? very people who tell you that. Uh, they support flag burning would be very unsupportive of flag burning very quickly. Yeah, and that's what we always talk about here, right? It does. It, it seems like on both sides, it doesn't work both ways. Like they're, you know, the right got mad at Colin Kaepernick, and then now they're, you know, then, then they're going to get mad at Budweiser. Those kinds of things. You know, I think it's, uh, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work well when everybody's mad. When it's what they're mad about, then you can't do it, and then vice versa. I think I, I like to think that. As the right starts fighting back when plays the cancel culture game, mm-hmm. what I hope is we kind of somebody finally speaking of flags, somebody raises the white flag right. and says, "You know what, truce, truce, no more cancel culture." 
You mean like talking about like Colin Kaepernick, right? If you look back, the the right was the one wanting to cancel him. Yeah. I mean, they were trying to cancel him. Yeah. And now looking back on that, you can see, well, maybe that wasn't fair. Just because Colin Kaepernick, in all accounts, is a good guy. He was just putting a position that people didn't like, right? That well, not he wasn't he didn't beat his girlfriend. He didn't commit any crimes like a lot of the other NFL players that get arrested and are allowed to play. Yeah. I mean, well, my my problem with him is he didn't turn that into his brand. Sure. Right. But but I can't fault him for that either because Clay Edwards would have. Right. I've, I've turned this into my brain yeah right you, you know what i mean so it, it kind of is what it is when you see an opportunity and he made a lot of money doing that mm-hmm. he sued the nfl and they they settled that case very quickly if you notice i don't know if you look back at that they, they did they did well you know that and excuse me he um here's where i got a problem with him is it, it just 100 percent came about race and he next thing you know he starts dressing like a black panther and all these things he kind of evolved into this kind of a mockery of uh, of of what he was trying to be, and he's not very well spoken in the sense that I don't mean that like a black white thing either. I just mean he's just not that deep. He's not really an intelligent guy. He had some good. He had some handlers, mm-hmm. but every time he got the mic, it was a train wreck. He just he couldn't articulate anything for well, real. I felt like he was you know he he had this one position, and then he kind of tried to jump into other things like one you know i'm a, from miami originally and i'm a huge dolphins fan he came down to play the dolphins the same year or the next year and he was wearing a fidel castro t-shirt you know one thing you don't do is go down to miami in a press conference and wear a fidel castro with a town that. that's 80 percent cuban it's just yeah. it's 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 uh, and i felt like okay you were talking about social justice here by kneeling for the flat then you know and then you uh now you're wearing a fidel castro t-shirt you're know, communism just, yeah and i just was like what are now you're just trying to make everybody mad i don't know what he was trying to do well you know i I think that's part of the the leftist bubble. He was out there in San Francisco at the time, kind mm-hmm. of that leftist bubble out there, right? And they th- there's a difference in out there. There's no difference in leftism and communism. Mm-hmm. But you get back into Middle America, you get into these immigrant areas like Cuba, which I've never been to, but I'm just going to assume you hear a lot about uh, Cubans and Venezuelans and whatnot um, being con- more, way more conservative. Sure. Growing up, I mean, it, South Florida was Republican forever. It I mean, is, now it is, it is again. now again. But yeah. for growing up, it was always because they equated they equated you know communism with uh, the Democrats at that point because of Kennedy and the Bay of Pigs and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they were from the time they came over in the late 1950s, they were all Republicans forever. It just ruled South Florida until about 2000, then kind of switched to to Democrat. Now it's back though. Yeah. Now it's back to Republican. Very, it's very interesting. You know, we could have a great conversation, and we were actually, you know, unintentionally, we were having a similar conversation before we came in here about immigrants and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, children of immigrants being very hard workers and yeah. are, are, are not messing up. Right. The parents are that hardworking generation who, you know, immigrants came over here, and I mean legal immigra- immigrants, you know, mm-hmm. came over here, came in the right way, the whole nine yards, and they replaced a lot of lazy Americans in jobs that Americans didn't want to do anymore. And immigrants mm-hmm. told you don't get days off. You work seven days a week, so you have this immigrant worker mentality. Sure, this, this all the, the I hurry up with it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, this no grind, all grind, no shine, mm-hmm. work sun up, sun down, basically like a damn slave. Right, right. You, you know, at the, at the end of the day, and 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 then they raise their kids up. They mm-hmm. take no BS. You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna do good in school. You're gonna work. You're gonna inherit the family business. Right. Uh, we were talking about like the the Greeks come in. They do the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what were some other different well, uh, like the Dabit family? I've got some Nigerian friends, and they all end up becoming tailors. That was like their family came in and yeah. became tailors starting up. So, and then you know, of course, the Indians and the Pakistanis all, all hotels, could, gas stations, yeah. stuff of that nature, uh, right. service industry stuff, and mm-hmm. um, the the Dabit family. Um, Sy- they're Syrian, I believe. Please don't. Nobody hit me in the knee with a baseball bat if I'm wrong on this. But I, I rented my building downtown where I had the one Club 105, the old catwalk location from them. And they were in the real estate business, but they were – how do I say this? They were in the clothing business, you know, like suits and all that. Right. But they kind of – but they all owned their properties. And they kind of – that kind of evolved into being in the real estate business as downtown areas shifted and changed and demographics changed and people weren't coming downtown to buy clothes anymore. Mm-hmm. They start leasing these – these places out for other businesses and stuff. So they, it evolved, their business evolved. Sure, sure. You know, just through demographic changes and uh, population shifts and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, the immigrant story in Jackson is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you about a book by Vincent Venturini. The forward is written by Doug Shanks, former city commissioner. And it, they had wrote the book together, The Long Way Home, The History of South Jackson. Then they Vincent did this other book on his own. It's called, and I interviewed him on the show about it, when we crowned royalty, I think is the name of it, mm-hmm. the history of North Jackson, North and West Jackson, pretty much. And each chapter kind of breaks down the different uh, uh, industries that the immigrants came over and got into. And it's right. it's really, really interesting. And, you know, we used to have these um, – and I know we still have the Junior Auxiliary Club and the Jackson JCs and stuff like that. But that used to be – those social clubs used to be a really, really huge, important thing in this city. And now they've kind of shifted out into the counties. They're a little right. more dispersed. There's more of them, so on and so forth. But, man, they used to have these big Bacchus balls and all that stuff. Right, and, right. And it was a big, big deal. And that's why, that's why I love supporting, like, the Phoenix Club and what those guys do mm-hmm. and some of these others because they're kind of keeping that alive a little bit with their soirée, their speakeasy soirees and their seersuckers and sombreros event and right. stuff of that nature. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think does the Junior League do stuff like that, too? They're still pretty thriving in Jackson. Maybe so. You know what? In all defense, they may all still do these things. Clay mm-hmm. Edwards just ain't got an invitation. I mean, I don't either. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't get invited to the, What do they say? The uh, uh, Any group that would have me as a member, I don't want to be a part of. Crouch <laughs> yeah. on Mark said what that. I, what did I say earlier about, you know, maybe they could just take the trash out? They don't want to let the trash in. <laughs> right, 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 right. I, I, my invitation is in the mail, as they say. But I agree with you on the immigrant groups. You know, like I grew up, my father is from Istanbul, and uh, – you know, came here, worked hard, you know, grew a business, and then my uh, sister's a career nurse, and now I was in the Marines and a career prosecutor. So I know that that kind of mentality is instilled in you from that because you're just happy to be here, and you you're just told you know you got to work hard, you got to keep moving forward, you know, no time for complaining, those kinds of things. We're, so that's yeah, true. You know, we're, we're gonna we have to be held to a higher standard. We mm-hmm. can't give anybody any reason. There's a lot of people who don't want us here. We have to work harder. You know, just that right. men- I'm assuming that's the that's mentality. that's the way I grew up. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way it's kind of put in you. You can't. You know, you just can't uh, wait for your for your next break, pretty much. Yeah, so we got to take a break here in about two minutes. So I guess we can kind of land this segment on this. Um, let's look at the, the current border situation and kind of what's happening there. Uh, you're fam- from a family of immigrants. Mm-hmm. What, how do y'all, how do you feel like your family feels about, or you, maybe you can speak for them, sure. feel about this open border situation versus folks that came over here the right way? Well, uh, you know, that's kind of a funny topic. I was actually talking to a good friend of mine about that this week, and his family is uh, from Nigeria, and we were discussing this this one issue. And I think the older generation, like my dad and those people, like are, do think you got to come here the right way. That's 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 the way uh, you need to come here. That's the way I had to come here. So let's let's come here the right way. And you know, I've had to build a life here, and and it's not fair for you to just you know cheat the system. For, 
for lack of a better term, my, my, my view on it is a little bit more liberal than his, I would say, is because I look at it like these people are, these people are trying to, trying to do what's best for their family, just like anybody would. That's what they're trying to come here. And it's so hard, I guess, if you look at it from a Christian perspective, like, how do we deny them? Now, I'm not saying what's going on the border is correct either. I, yeah. I think, and not at all, but. Still gotta be a better way. Yeah, there's gotta be a better way than what is going, it's a mess and completely see that. But I, it's, you know, this country was founded on, on immigration, I mean that's what that's what we're here for. We're just a nation of immigrants, yeah. and uh, I don't know how you how, how we need to come up with a better process for what we're doing. That's can we, what I'm can, we, to can say. we at least check your ID at the at right? The, yeah, at, at the exactly. What we're doing there is not right. I, I agree yeah. with that, but we also can't say no immigrants can come whatsoever because without immigrants, they're the backbone of the nation. I mean, do you feel like the okay? So we always talk about the pendulum swinging to the left, to the right, yeah. cancel culture, so on and so forth. You feel like uh, through that through the eighties, nineties, even two thousands, that the pendulum has swung too hard right with the border. It became too hard to get into America, mm-hmm. so then it's got to swing. All, you almost have to completely abolish that system by what's going on now, right? Right. To, to maybe get it back to the middle where there's a little where it's a little easier to get here, a little easier to stay here type situation. Yeah, I think so. Right. We have to, and I'm not as well versed on exactly what the procedures are now. Me or either. Then, I'm but, kind of making it up as I go, right? Here based on what I see on the news. Yeah, but. and I'm and I'm following that too to a certain extent. I mean, I know what's going on there now is just a, and especially if I got friends that have worked on the border patrol and those kinds of things that it's just a complete mess and that needs to be be fixed and we, we need to come up with some sort of system that you know you don't have to wait forever to become a citizen but you just can't just walk in with no id like you said yeah let's take a call real quick before we go to break hey brother you on there hey man just listening uh, turn it on um your guest this just a quick question from a christian perspective would you deny me coming into your house tonight about midnight because i'm cold yeah but we're talking about the country not your house well, why not? It's your house, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, the, yeah, I, right? I think it's a little different. It's your property, right? I mean, legally, you would invite. Me legally, you don't own the country, do you? Uh, legally, uh, I have representative government that has laws. Since you aren't well versed, are you a lawyer? Yeah, last time I checked. Well, you. I mean, I don't know that you own the country. Do you, do you have some legal documents? Do you own the you house? Okay, you own the house. You yeah, you own the house, or the bank does. No, then you don't own it. You don't pay taxes on it. My question is, we have laws, and you're saying we have to open the doors from a Christian perspective. So open your doors. I will drop off any illegal or anybody else that wants to come in, like in Chicago. But we have stopped immigration when we've needed to. And by the way, we were, quote, built on immigrants. Have you ever heard of Ellis Island? Yes, of course. You what do the they pursu- have to do there? They came through Ellis Island and were checked in, and, and in that kind of a manner, I know exactly it, the Were they ever denied? Any of them sent back home? I don't believe so, but I don't know that for a fact. No, whoa, 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 whoa. You're a lawyer and you went to law school. Do you not know that they were sent home, that they had disease or criminals or anything else? Do I don't you, know you, that. You, I, I don't know the history of Ellis Island. Oh, by the way, you probably don't know about the, the rapes that occurred in Virginia yet either, do you? I actually did look that up, sir. I know that you called last week, and that was a no, that lady ahead. was in a relationship with that guy, if you actually read the story. Uh, there is no relationship. With you could actually child. read the story instead of watching Fox News, and you'd seen that it would. Well, that's but what I, it but said. I don't watch it, it, but it, it, it was that that lady was in a relationship with this guy, and then he later sexually assaulted. If you actually How read old this, was that lady? I don't recall her age. Uh, maybe you should read that again. Okay, but I would read I the whole story next time. Out. I know Tucker told you, you that you know that's you what happened, but you have to actually read the whole story. 
Well, hey, how about you read some immigration law? I, I'll How's check that? those, sir. If you read the story about the, uh, the alleged I'll, rape by the transgender person, I'll read the Ellis Island, the history you, of Ellis Island. How about that deal? <laughs> well, I'm not a lawyer. And lawyer you just that, you stated as fact that this woman was raped. I'm saying she was in a relationship with this was. guy. She was in a relationship is, with him. Read the story. She no, was in a relationship with the guy. There is, is a relationship with him. Consensual sex for a six for a fifteen year old. Actually, the age of consent in Mississippi is sixteen, as far as I know. Did I say sixteen? I don't know how old she. I don't know what the law in Virginia is. Well, maybe you should if you pass the bar. Okay. Anyway, well, you hey, can look hey, it up, buddy. But I mean, I I do pub, some reading. Publish that Christian address for everybody that sends some you, you got so, it, buddy. You can come over anytime. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right, we got to take a break real quick. The uh, the the text line is lit up. The phone line six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. The gloves are off already on the Clay Edwards <laughs> Show with Sean York Caron. We'll be right back. Breaking rules when necessary. We're off to a good start this morning on a hump day with Sean Yurtkaran here live in the com studios. Y'all be sure to check out the website there, man. You can find all my social media links, podcasts, videos, the whole nine yards, all right there at claywardshow.com. Uh If you're listening to this podcast later on the uh as a podcast, not live, please hit subscribe on whether wherever you're listening to it at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give your boy a five star review. It helps with the algorithm. And let's just be honest, we we need more real talk taking over the algorithm. This segment is going to be brought to you by my friends over at Stonington Farm Beef, right there in Perkinson, Mississippi. They brought me up my steaks this past Friday. My goodness, I cooked a chuck eye last night, Sean. Yeah, you know, chuck eyes are kind of a cheaper version of a of a ribeye sorta. Right, right, I mean, sure. Kind of more similar, but theirs actually resemble more like a good fillet. Oh wow, man! I, I was only able to eat about half. Cooked it in the air fryer. Oh uh, man, I, I just bought a second air fryer last week. It's it, but, I want to do veggies and meat. Yeah, at I the did, same I, time. I did. I scrambled some eggs uh, mm-hmm. in one, which I got. Mm-hmm. I got a plug. I've never some, tried that. Does that work pretty well? Scrambling eggs, yeah, in the air fryer. I've never no, tried. I've never done it in the air fryer. I do that in the skillet. Oh, okay, okay. In the skillet, a little bacon fat and yeah. some eggs. Oh, dude. So uh-huh. good, and then put some cheese in it. Yeah, but um, so I I did it back on my back on my diet after a week or two of a uh, complete train wreck. Yeah, I saw you were in Vicksburg, right, or something. So it looked yeah, like you're man, the, the, the gloves were off. Okay, you know, the, but um, but look, man, I cooked that chuck eye last night. Right. I was only able to eat about half of it. So that grass fed beef, mm. as you learn how to yep. cook it properly. It's the truth, right? It I is. Mean, now, it's amazing. It, ta- it, it 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 takes a little learning curve on cooking it because mm-hmm. it cooks faster, you know. So you got to kind of tinker around with that a little so you don't overcook it. Because I like my stuff rare to medium rare. That's where I am too, Frank. You know, anything and you can mess that, that up though. You can easily mess that up. Yeah, look, anything past that, you might as well just be cooking hamburger meat, right? Right. And uh, so look, it's a Salisbury steak at that point, right? Uh, yeah, better yeah. get going going to get the gravy ready if it's, yeah. <laughs> if it's more than that. Yeah. But look, man, grass fed, grass finished. 100% hormone and antibiotic-free beef uh, from right here in Mississippi. They'll bring it up here to you. I think it's once to twice a month. I get a text from Miss Katie. Anytime they get enough of an order, they come up here. And uh, they meet three or four different locations in and around Jackson. Not in mm-hmm. Jackson, but around Jackson. Yeah. And, uh, man, it, I highly recommend it. It's amazing. You can get everything from a steak to a cow. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's no uh, set package. Excuse me. Uh well, indigestion this morning. Uh, there's no uh, there's no set package you have to get, no minimum order, which I think makes it really cool if you want to try it. 
Go to stoningtonfarm.com. That's Stonington with two N's. And, guys, y'all been blowing them up. Y'all been supporting them. You've been letting them know you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show, and I truly appreciate that. So, please try out the grass-fed difference. And, you're, man, you want to – like, I know where I get my eggs from now. I know where I get my vegetables from. Where are they from. located? I was going to ask you that. How Perkin, do I go, go Perkinston, there? Perkinston, Mississippi. Where? Which Perkinston, which is kind of like between Hattiesburg and the, and the Gulfport. Okay. Kind of a – you ever see this thing called Perk Beach and drug heads? It's not that kind of perk. Yeah. Uh, I've always wanted to make that joke. <laughs> okay. Uh Anyway, it's Perkinson, Mississippi. It's, it's South Mississippi. Okay. So, so. <clears throat> it's re- when they come up here, man, they go sell all the markets down through there and stuff. And it's really good. I mean, I really recommend knowing where you get your food from. Mm-hmm. You know, there's stories yeah. coming out of China now that they're putting mRNA in the beef over there, in the cows and stuff, to make sure everybody gets it. And they're putting it in the milk. Mm-hmm. I ain't claiming doing that. Right, I right. Was, I'll speak about myself in third person real quick and tell you what the clay ain't doing and I ain't drinking mRNA. Uh, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't think you would, right? Yeah. <laughs> or like, I don't know. Why are they doing that? What is the purpose of doing that? I, I don't know. To take over humans, turn us all into robots? Okay, all right. I, I we got know. some conspiracy theory here. I'm there, sure there's a good right? one out there floating okay. around. All right. All right. Let, look, I think we got Jerry back on the line here. Yeah. Hey, brother, you on there? Hey, man. Uh, just real quick, some of your uh, advertisers went by that grill place on 51 because you'd posted something when they had a cookout in Boston stuff and dropped your name. So, but real quick, um, since we have a LexisNexis search person sent me some information, Pamela L. Brooks, that's the judge in that case. Look it up, Sean. Maybe you'll find out what the actual real thing was. I found the article. You were talking about the New York Times article. Yeah. Look up Pamela L. Brooks. He's a judge in that case. Maybe you can use Nexus, LexisNexis. Do you have access to that? Or I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Westlaw person, but, yeah, no problem. I'll definitely okay, look yeah. it up for you. Well, LexisNexis, Pamela L. Brooks ruled in it. And I'm not sure if a relationship is called a sexual assault. Maybe in your family, but not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, man. Uh, come on. Keep the gloves uh, on. Keep now, the gloves well, on. I mean, did, he called it, he did called you it. read the Did you read the New York Times article about the relationship that they had? Uh, I saw the New York Times article, but I actually had someone send me to Pamela L. Brooks, who's a judge who has had is overseeing this. So what, which, which court is you, it which in? Which one would you believe? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll read the court case. Is it a pellet case? It's, I just they just sent to Pamela L. Brooks from Texas Lexus. Right, hey, Pamela Brooks. All right, hey brother, we, uh, I'm gonna get him that. He's got it all written down. Appreciate you. Thanks. Uh-huh. Let's take another call here, real quick. <clears throat> hey, you're on there. What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, brother? Oh man, I was sitting here watching some crawfish. Thought I'd call in and say that guy on the phone, man. Come on, guy. Come on, man. It's too early in the morning to be that big of a prick. <laughs> 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 Use my language, everybody. But come on. I probably disagree with 90% of the stuff this guy's going to say is beside you, but at the same day, I like the way he handles himself, and I appreciate you holding your, your tongue. <laughs> Just God, buddy. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the support. Well, look, man. Oh, I, man, that's, I, that's, 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 that's rough. It's way too early for that kind of hate to be going through the line. Well, look, uh, I, I can appreciate everybody getting fired up, man. We, you know, that's all right. You know, yeah, we're yeah, man. I was in the Marines, man. I can take it, <laughs> like, but I appreciate. Yeah, it. I know, man. But I'm driving down the road. Something I want to hear. This man, come on, man. Just drink your coffee. Go. <laughs> go the, time, listen to the birds. Netflix right. and chill. You'll be all right, right? And, and hey, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I, 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 I don't do it for at the Christian standpoint, but I mean, I know people come here to better their family, and I would do the same thing. Do I think they should do it right? Yeah. But right now, right ain't happening, so we got to figure that out. But 
Yeah, I think I mean, that we're, that's what I said, right? We're all in agreement on that. I mean, right, exactly. 100% agree with you. compromise, and apparently that guy, <laughs> I hate to be his one. Apparently <laughs> he don't have a bit of compromise in his voice. Uh, uh, you know, you got you got to you got to have your things at your phone on, and you know, yeah. teach their own. All right, brother, have a good morning, man. All right, good. Uh huh. Take another thanks, call thanks. here. Hey, you're on there, Clay. Hey, this <laughs> your good old uh, wannabe rock star buddy, Richard Lee Davis, man. Hey, RLD, what's up? <laughs> I am so happy about today's show, man. <laughs> you know, this is awesome. This is why I tune into you every morning on my way to work. Well, I appreciate it, brother. This is great. Y'all give them hell. Right, thank thanks, you, man. Bye. Bye. Right. Yeah, man. Look, RLD, shout out to him. All right, let's let's shift gears here. Sean's available for, for arguing all morning. Yeah, man, I'm and, here, uh, dude. That's what I've let, done let, for a living. Let me say this. This is why me and Sean agreed to do this. We knew we would have fun with it. Uh, and, and let's be honest. Yeah, like him or hate him or his beliefs, uh, it takes a sack to come on this show, and, and to, especially to have a different opinion. And, and to sit up here and kind of take it. I've, I've had an open invitation to anybody that wanted to do this. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to throw this out there real quick. We know it, Sean and I being Republican and con, or conservative and Democrat or liberal, however you want to word that. Uh, it's hard for us. To, and, we, and we talk about Jackson, a predominantly black city. And, and I don't ever want to get into feel like I'm speaking for black people. What I would like to do, if there's an African-American out there, particularly of the um, Democrat persuasion, that wants to come in and try to defend what's going on over there, you are welcome into this show anytime. Um, so I, I'm going to make sure I put that out. And I know we've got some some black conservatives that are also welcome to come on this show anytime. But for the sake of this Jackson conversation, I would like a, a black Democrat. You don't have to be a chalkway supporter. You can be somebody that's fed up with it. But, I, but you're welcome on this show if you want to come discuss what's going on in your community uh, with the culture and the urban African-American community, black community, however you want to word that. Uh, just, I want to extend that open invitation so nobody can say, uh, Clay, don't ever let black people come on. People are welcome to come on this show. I enjoy, I, am, I invite conversation and, uh, we will treat you respectfully. Now my callers, I can't, I can't vouch for them, but <laughs> you can't you know, stop them. I can't stop them. It's free, <laughs> free Keep the fire coming guys. Free it's speech. Cool. Let's take another call real quick. Hey, you're on there. Hey Clay, what's this guy's name? Sean. Okay. Sean, with yep. regard to immigration. Yep. One, they're bringing more drugs in than they ever have. Two, we are $39 trillion in debt. We have inflation at realistically probably 30% because everything's tripled. So, therefore, when immigrants come over to the United States, wages go down. Third of all, used to, if they came here, they would come here for four, five years, seven years, and then go back to Mexico and live the rest of their lives fairly good. And the fourth thing, we got enough daggone people in this country. We can't afford to have people coming over, man. It, it breaks us in every financial way as far as the law enforcement, as far as taking care of people once they get here, as far as driving down wages. Plus, a lot of them don't even file federal income taxes because they're illegal. So how can we afford to do it? Well, I think we were talking about legal immigration, and probably we agree on the illegal immigration yeah, part. Yeah, we, we all agree on the – even Sean agrees on what's going on at the borders screwed up right now. We're, we're just saying legal immigration is fine. It's the illegal well, stuff, you know. I mean, we're, we've got enough people in this country, guys. I'm did, sorry. We've got to take care of our own people. We've got to take care of Americans now. We, we cannot afford to be bringing people in here. The only thing I would say to that, I mean, if you go back to the late 1930s, early 1940s, 
the largest immigrant group to fight in World War II from this country were Italian Americans. I mean, I'm glad we, I'm sure we're glad we had them here, right? When you think so? I, I know my family was one of them. Uh, well, there you, and that's great. I, and so was mine on my mother's side, who's not Turkish, right? So that's, I but mean, we, immigrants have contributed to this country in a lot of ways through legal processes, and I think that's what we're discussing but here. We've got 300 million people in this country already. We do not need any more. And we weren't $39 trillion in debt, neither were we. No, not back then, obviously. The, 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 our policy and our financial situation has changed since 08, for that matter. Yep. We can't afford it. We're, next year, we're going to borrow interest. We're going to borrow money just to pay the interest on our debt. Yep. All right, hey, brother, i got to take a break. We ran over. Great call this morning. Okay. Thanks. Right, thanks. We'll be right back here live on The Clay Edward Show with Sean York Caron in the Clay Edward Show dot com studios, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com and over the terrestrial airwaves at 103.9 FM WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary, man. Welcome in to The Clay Edward Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. And we are on fire this morning with Sean Yurtkaran. The callers are fired up. Uh, we're talking immigration. We're talking politics. You know, I did a new Facebook ad. I was just telling Sean, promoting the podcast yesterday. And it says, uh, my little tagline I used was, from politics to pop culture, Mississippi's most incendiary talk show. And uh, that little slogan is, staying true to form. <laughs> this morning. This morning. And, uh, and, and I'm with it, man. If you're new here, this is what we do on the Clay Edwards Show. And frankly, across the airwaves here at WYAB. With our great selection of our great choices of local talent, from Stephen Yatroska in the mornings to myself, to Jamison Haygood, to Kim Wade, Miss Allison Noe is now a part of the team here. Uh, we're starting one hour a week, and we hope to grow her into more than that. And uh, a lot of great uh, characters and guests that are a part of all of our shows. So we appreciate you tuning in. Real quick, if you're looking for something to eat tonight, may I implore you to try out Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's right out there at Phantom Mart on the Res. They're open daily, 4 p.m., open late till around midnight or so. It's available for dine-in, carry-out, and, of course, all um, uh, uh, available on all major food delivery apps, including but not limited to locally owned take-a-break deliveries. And if you use the discount code or promo code CLAY601, all caps, you're going to get $5 off your delivery fee. So you can support two Clay Edwards Show sponsors in one fell swoop. And hey, if you want to just dine in, they got nine different flavors of frozen daiquiris, pizza, pasta, burgers, and more. Right out there. Fan and Mart on the rest, directly in front of Fan and Lanes, I believe is the name of that bowling alley. They've got daiquiris? They do, like the, like New Orleans-style frozen oh, daiquiris. That sounds great. It is. You know, Chip's dad on the bar on Bourbon Street forever. And we used to go down there back yeah. in the day and just party and stuff. And we always Chip always wanted to do a place like that up here, and he's finally got it. Okay, there. which bar did you own? Uh, I have to go back and look and see the name of it. He yeah. posted a picture of it the other day. And Chip, if you're listening, text me in the name of your dad's bars. He had a couple of them down there. Nice, nice. Yep. That must have been fun times, I bet. Oh, it was wild, man. It's wild. Imagine having a friend who's dad on the bar. On oh, I mean, I just can't imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> how much I mean, fun that would have been and yeah, we, how my life would have taken a different trajectory had that happened. Right? <laughs> Probably for the worse. I'm yeah, sure. that's, that's what, right. Well, yeah, that, that whole what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. What, what happened in New Orleans in the 90s and 2000s? Yeah. Absolute, I sure hope stays in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right. <laughs> Because so I, I think I'm, I've probably seen New Orleans for the last time, you know. Yeah. yeah they, they, this, what's going on down there currently is a 
complete crap show. I was just down there for Mardi Gras, though. It was great. It was a lot was of fun. It? Yeah, I saw where the aquarium is getting ready to reopen for the season, and they've mm-hmm. done some remodeling and some other stuff. I always yeah. suggested going down there and checking that out. Have you ever done the? the no, I've never done there? that. I've been meaning to do it. I've never. I mean, I go to New Orleans all just like everybody else that lives here. I go to New yeah. Orleans all the time, and yeah. you know, it's really cool. It's, all right. So one of the things I want to talk to Sean about, I want him to put his lawyer hat on. In Jackson, a couple days ago, a fella had to shoot two bad guys, two white meth heads, allegedly. Meth heads. They, I'm telling you, as a guy who's run with some meth heads, I'm telling you, they, they, if they're not smoking meth, they're missing a great opportunity because right. they look like it. Anytime I see a white guy in a Chicago Bulls jersey and a girl with purple hair, I think uh, meth head. So, yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's some and truth breaking to, into, and breaking into somebody's house. There's some truth to that. And I was actually reading an article early this morning when I got up, and just from my experiences working in the DA's office, there are drugs that are more prevalent among racial groups for oh, sure. sure. And me- like opioids is a white drug. Yeah. Like well, op- that's overwhelmingly white. But mm-hmm. that's a, and same with uh, meth. And then you know, so that there is there is that there's some truth to that. There sure. Is. So, I. So originally, he shoots the guy in his shop. He says he has a, a bat or something, a stick or something. He's swinging at him. Mm-hmm. So this is then the guy. A baton, a, he said, right? I don't know. A what, baton. Know that's, know, a but, stra- that's a strange thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's a strange. Like, who says, oh, that's a baton? The guy's got, yeah, I mean, exactly. Maybe gymnastics a, or something? Or, 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 a, or a police baton? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the guy had. So the lawyer's name is um, Bradley Wellborn, 49 right. years old. I'm looking at this picture of him here. Yeah, me too. I got it pulled up. And. Okay, I, I'm going to make an accusation, uh, uh, not an accusation, but a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I just want to point something assumption. out. Assumption. An assumption here. I, I, there may be more to this story, but for the, sake of, for the sake of it just being at face value, why would the police charge a homeowner with shooting an intruder? I mean, I know he was in his shop in the backyard, mm-hmm. not in the house, but would that matter? No, because it's called, that's referred to as the curtilage of your home, right? Yeah. Your, your shed or whatever you got in the backyard that's a, that's a curtilage of your home so it, you know the law is pretty simple if the, the, the we all heard stand your ground everybody's heard that mm-hmm. phrase right i mean if somebody's in the in your yard and they they pose what you believe to be a reasonable threat to you right or they're going to commit some sort of felony upon you like breaking into your home breaking your car or something like that then yeah you have a legal right to shoot them defend yourself now, if some guy's just hanging out in your backyard, just twirling, and this has happened to me, by the way, on at my house where some uh, half-naked homeless guy was walking around my backyard, and I can't just shoot him, right, because I'm not in reasonable fear or, uh, that he's going to commit a felony upon me or, or my home or that kind of thing. But in this situation, the way the uh, victim described it is that you know the guy came in there, burglarized in the shed, and was going to attack him with a baton. Again, that's a weird device that he's talking about on described it as a baton whatever whatever the weapon was and so to me that's a pretty clear case of self and he even shot he shot him in the leg i mean he didn't it didn't sound like he was even trying to kill him so i i think yeah i think he was well within his legal rights to do that yeah all right and now they've charged him with aggravated assault mm-hmm what okay? What constitutes aggravated assault? And you said JPD's done this. This is not the yeah, DA's let office. Me, let me just yeah explain that too. So all shootings back in my days, and I'm assuming that that's what they do now. All shootings are going to be presented to the grand jury. They're going to work. now. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to arrest you. We had tons of cases, especially officer involved shootings. We don't arrest the officer if it was a you know we, we saw it was a justified shooting, but you would present it to the grand jury, and then you'd ask for what's called a no bill, and a no bill is to for them to not indict the case. So, I mean, this I mean, this kind of shooting, yes, it, I'm sure the police department's working it up, and they're going to present it to the, give it to the DA's office. DA's office is going to present it to the grand jury, and they're going to no-bill it. But now, I don't know why they actually arrested him. 
that it, because based upon these facts that they have, it's his house, it's his shed, and the way he described the event, it seemed to me that there's this pretty clear cut that he acted in self defense. And this is white on white crime, so I mean, right? There wasn't not, a racial component to it. Yeah, I just did. You read where he lived on Cedarhurst Drive. Is where, that, where is so, and also what I'm seeing here is Wellborn was summoned to his rental property by an alert neighbor who saw the two intruders okay. in the property. So could the charge be that he went to the property? He 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 ran towards the fire. He still owns the home, I think. No, I mean he. You know, if you have a, a law also says if, of maybe if you have a, the cops, you first. don't you don't have no because you have a you don't have a duty retreat in a place a le- place you have a legal right to be. Yeah. So if you own the home, it's you own it as your rental property, even you have a legal right to be there. And so him going to check out his house that he owns, that he, even if whether he rents it or lives there or not, yeah. is fine. And it, the way I would look at it as a prosecutor, and that he's um and he sees people breaking into his shed in his backyard of his rental home, then I think uh, yeah he's well within his rights to do that. Well, this is a. I said what I said. I texted you yesterday. I said George Soros, and you were, that's when you were like, "Well, this isn't Jody Owens. This is JPD." Yeah, JPD uh, charged him here, or or the you know, or I mean, of course they can always get directives from the mayor. By the way, I yeah. mean that could be one situation. I don't know that that happened, but that's a possibility. But and initially, they it didn't seem like they arrested him when it happened on Monday, though they waited a day. Am I right about that? Correct. Okay, so I don't know what what the twenty four hour lag time on that was. And I don't. One of my sources over at JPD told me this uh, a couple days ago, but I didn't. I didn't necessarily take it to air yet because mm-hmm. I didn't have any details other than they've charged the good guy with a with a crime. Mm-hmm. My first assumption when I said that there may be more to the story before I actually saw it, I just missed this in the article, the original story, but is maybe it was a drug deal gone bad. It's it's a possibility that Cedar when I saw Cedarhurst Drive I've I've got Clay I can tell you a bunch of stories I have from trying to chase down witnesses on Cedarhurst Drive. Where is Cedarhurst? It's over in um on the other side of 55 kind of behind um where used to remember we used to go to Comcast and yeah. Comcast was over okay. down down that yeah. road. It was we around that area. Pine, Lebanon Pine Grove. Yeah, Cedar, like behind that, the that old area. Cherokee. Yeah. Around that whole yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of over that area. On Chastain and all that. Yeah, yeah. and it's gone over the, you know last time I remember I was working a case in 2014 and we uh we got into some we got into some issues that we were trying to serve a witness over there and uh, it's a it's 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 gotten pretty rough. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. I want to pick the subject back up, and we're gonna. I want y'all's opinions on this. If y'all want to call in six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two, was the homeowner within his rights uh, to shoot the guy? I, I can't see where he wasn't. But uh, I want y'all's opinions, and I'm gonna tie that into the the Ralph Ralph Ural. Uh, situation the the 83 year old man that uh the 16 year old boy that was shot by the 83 84 year old man there in kansas city are these cases different we'll be right back on the clay edwards show breaking rules when necessary welcome back into the clay edwards show <laughs> we're going to pause our conversation uh on this on this kind of stand your ground uh stuff for a minute we got a, we only got like a minute before the top of the hour mm-hmm. breaks so i don't want to get knee deep mm-hmm. into too much but uh, hey, look! If y'all want beer, liquor, or lunch delivered to work or home today, hit up Take a Break Deliveries. You can download their app at takeabreakdeliveries.com. I mean, I'm sorry. You go to their website at takeabreakdeliveries.com or download the app from the either app store of choice. Use the uh, promo code all caps Clay six hundred one. Get five dollars off your delivery fee. I ain't judging you. Get whatever you want. They got beer, they got liquor, and they got food from the best locally owned restaurants and national chains also right here in central Mississippi. That's Take a Break Deliveries. Proud to have them back on the show as a sponsor, as a partner. 
I got Sean York Caron in the studio, and we'll be right back after this break on 103.9 WYAB. All right, welcome back in to the most incendiary morning talk show in Mississippi. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We are live in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios, joined by my Wednesday co-host, Mr. Sean Yurt-Karan. We're talking about Jackson stuff and all kind of other uh, national and local topics. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at A1 Gear and Auto. Hey, man, is your check engine light on? Is your rear end roaring? Is there anything wrong with your vehicle that needs to be fixed? Go buy A1 Gear and Auto today. Let them diagnose it. Figure out what's going on. They take care of everything from your air conditioner not working to uh, complete engine rebuilds. Uh, the only thing they don't mess with is diesel engines. So if you got a diesel, uh, not going to be the place for you. But if your diesel engine-powered uh, vehicle has a rear end or drivetrain issue, they do they can get you taken care of there. But they specialize in after 15 years, or for the last 15 years, is your gear, ring and pinion, uh, transfer cases, stuff of that nature. Uh, I tell you all the time, as we get into Jeep season, a lot of first-time Jeep owners or people of that nature, they go and buy these vehicles, they jack them up, put these big wheels and tires on it, and your vehicle loses a lot of power. Because you got the wrong gear ratio from the factory in these things that's more set up for uh, economy on the highway and whatnot. And they're not made to pull those big wheels and tires. Uh, go buy A1 Gear and Auto. Get them to get you a new set of ring and pinion put in your front and rear ends. Because you got to put it in the front too. Otherwise, your four-wheel drive won't work. So, anyway, I can go on and on about it. Also, if you upgrade wheels and tires, you need to upgrade your brakes to some high-performance brakes, bigger pistons, bigger pads, the whole nine yards, bigger uh, rotors, all of that stuff. Check them out there. A1 Gear and Auto, right there in Florence, Highway 49. As soon as you come through Richland, they're right there on the right. Big white building, big red sign. You cannot miss them. A1 Gear and Auto. Make sure you tell them you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, Sean, picking back up in this story about the the 2A uh, stuff or uh, stand your ground, all of that, the, the the Jackson lawyer has been arrested for aggravated or charged mm-hmm. with aggravated assault for allegedly, I mean, for shooting an alleged burglar. But they have been arrested, too. Yeah, he's been arrested, right? Yeah. Or the, 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 the burglars were arrested. Yeah, yeah the burglars were, were yeah, arrested. Right. Uh, I tell you, we got a call that's been on hold. Hold on. Hey, caller, you're on there. Uh, hello. Hi. I just wanted to comment on two points that came up in your previous segment, actually, about immigration with regard to the woman being raped and the immigration process. So in the situation with regard to Fox News, uh, the, the, immigrate, the immigrant rape story, I haven't seen it, but I would like to point out that Sean characterized the situation as the relationship. If they were just boyfriend and girlfriend, I don't believe there would be a legal remedy contract between them. And absolutely, if she was forced into a sexual encounter she didn't want, then it was rape. A relationship is not a marriage contract, and there is no legal protection for him in that regard, in my opinion. I think it would be dubious even in a marriage, but there would presumably be some legal protection for the man in that regard. However, it doesn't sound like that was the case. So certainly if we're just talking about two people, you know, in a non-married relationship, and he forced her to have unwanted sexual relations, regardless of their past cohabitations and levels of intimacy, 
wouldn't it still be considered rape without the enjoyment of legal protections? You're, you're that's, a, that's the first one. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And what I was saying actually was that the media had mischaracterized, from what I read, the uh, the story that these two were actually in a relationship, and that he later committed a sexual assault on her. It didn't have right, anything to do with somebody was being the relationship, a relationship. Was the relationship itself a marriage? No, 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 no. They were not married, right? No. Okay, so then it was still rape, correct? Right, exactly. It was later on, but it didn't have anything to do with the fact that there was a trans. There wasn't actually a transgender bathroom at the time. The uh, bathroom, the transgender bathroom, did not come into play till two months later. It wasn't. They didn't have that available. So this had nothing okay. to do with a transgender issue. It was two people, from what I read, of course, this is the New York Times that said that these two people were in a relationship that he later committed a sexual assault on her, but this didn't have anything to do with the fact that it was a transgender bathroom. It happened in the bathroom, as far as I know, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a transgender right. bathroom. He, Sean also was not aware that the kid was transferred to another school and did the same thing so to somebody else. Yeah, there's so. no way that, that – yeah, I'm not saying he didn't commit a crime. I'm just saying the way it was characterized that this was because this guy walked into a, a girl's bathroom and then committed a sexual assault upon a random person. That wasn't accurate. Okay, so that had nothing to do with immigration then. Right, right. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I, it just, I was a little bit confused with that because yeah. it sounded like we were talking about immigration. I'm like, what, there was some sort it, it was, but that was a phone call. That was a phone call from a t- uh, picking up on a topic that they those two were arguing about last week. That uh, they, okay, I'm they, want, they wanted to remedy. Well, <laughs> then, then swinging back around to um, immigration. So, Sean, you also said that uh, you'd like to improve the immigration system and you know maybe make it faster so that you know American citizens can can become American citizens much faster. Um, but you can inculcate American values in a short amount of time. It takes years to turn an immigrant into an American citizen. It's, why, it's what we call the natu- naturalization process, and it imparts civics, language, the values which are cred- uh, predicated upon Christian principles, why we have the separation of powers, the Electoral College. You know, uh, George Washington, in his farewell address, stated that we're all Christians within, you know, our own various sects and beliefs and ideas. So back then, they acknowledged that the people that were in the country or still coming into the country believed in the general principles of Christianity. And even John Adams said that our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people and is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. So the reason why we have all these constitutional crises things going on is because the the country as a society we've lost our moral way so if you take the immigration process and you dump a bunch of people from all these other countries who have different inculcated values different ideas about how government should work and you speed up that process you know you're not, you're going to be hastening the the moral and cultural degradation that we're all complaining about right now so making it faster yeah it might seem like it'd be um, a little bit more humane you know, because we're looking at it from Americans as an American citizen who was born here. We were raised here. And we think, well, yeah, get them in here. You know, I mean, these people, we want to get them in and, and you know, let them start contributing to society. Give them the, their card, their identification number, their uh, social security number, and, and let them go at it. But are they going to vote the way that, you know, they should be voting? Or are they going to vote for, let's say they came from a communist country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like, wow, this is a real crap hole. I want to go over to America. And then they come over here and they're like, wow, things are backwards here. You know what? This party over here is talking about the same kind of stuff that, you know, I'm used to. I'm going to vote for them. Well, is that a good thing? Actually, you know what? There's a lot of what you said that I agree with. But let me let me talk to you about this from a personal perspective. I think I, sure. I differ with you here. 
you know, my father came here in 1968, right? And he's obviously from mm-hmm. Turkey. Everybody's Islam, Muslim. Everybody's Muslim, right? Sure. And uh, he came here and uh, immediately took upon you know every American value that you could. And I'm just using him as an example. But, of course, I grew up with several immigrant groups in South Florida. And that was my experience that those people of that era were doing anything they could to Amer- what I call Americanize themselves, right? Right. They were, you know, even my father used to put up a Christmas tree, and he's not even Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, there were, there were, I think those groups were so, they wanted to become American so bad that they are mm-hmm. willing to do, you know, whatever it took. Like, this is what I got to do to be American. I'm going to do that. So, I mean, I would disagree to that point. I think that a lot of immigrants want to become Americans, and at least I hope they would. I don't know about the current generation. I'm just speaking, of, you know, in the past and what I grew up with. Is that um, that they are willing to do those things to to stay here and be you know productive uh, citizens? Sure, but do they know what it means to be an American citizen? That's what the naturalization process. I, I think they absolutely do because they've well, they've been through so much to be. To, I think they do because they've been through so much to try to come here. You know, a lot of them, like the Cuban immigrants, risk their lives by floating in a raft. Sure, I'm not, I'm not I mean, they they yeah, not, I think they know. I think they know. Not, I think they I'm absolutely not do. That at all. I'm not. I'm not saying that they don't know what it's like to suffer mm-hmm. and to appreciate uh, a society where they're not being forced to suffer. I'm not saying that they don't appreciate those things. Of course they do. However, that's not just what makes America or Americanism Americanism, right? I mean, those things have to be trained. We we are born into it and we learn it. And to be honest with you, our, our public school systems are failing miserably at even teaching kids who are born here. And, sure. and certainly in a lot of in a lot of instances, and I, I've known immigrants, I actually I've, I went up and witnessed a um, an immigrant ceremony where they were freshly minted United States citizens up at Mount Vernon on July 4th. That was really cool. Wow, that sounds great. And the, the point of it was that they went through this long, arduous process mm-hmm. to learn what it become what it is to become an American. And they learned it so well, they know it better than the kids who are even born here. Yep. And if you take that and you shorten it and make it, you know, like, like hey, let's, let's make you a citizen six months instead of eight years, mm-hmm. how is that going to affect that process? Right. And I'm not saying that we're a six-month process, but right now, what are we on? Is it a seven-year? I think it's seven years. Is that correct? I, I, about eight years. Uh, a friend of mine went through the process. It took him about eight years. He went from being an uh, Irish citizen to an american citizen right. so it I, took him a long time i think we could shorten yeah. that that length of time though i think you know i'm not you saying we to what to what what time frame i think a three-year time frame would be appropriate i don't know but i'm not an expert on this i'm just giving you my opinion i don't know that whether whether three or ten or twenty but i think you know seven to eight years is a rather long time to to become a citizen i mean i think if you've well, been here three years and you go through school for seven to eight years you know they go seven first second third grade fourth fifth sixth seventh eighth you know, it's, it's about eight school years worth of learning how to become an American citizen. When you're a kid, you've got all the time in the world to learn those sorts of things. Well, if you don't give but them a – I'm sorry to interrupt you, but if you don't give okay. them a, a reasonable pathway to become a citizen, I think you're obviously going to create the problems that we have on the border. And again, I'm not a border expert, and I don't know as much about it as, the, as a lot of people do, but I'm just giving you my opinion on that. I think that like, if you give them a, a reasonable time frame, we might lessen the problems that we're seeing on the border. Which are which are just unfettered immigration going across the border, where we can't control who's coming in the country or not. I think that's well, a- we can control. It. The problem is that we're we're not controlling it, right? Like that that was Trump's whole whole shtick was, hey, let's build a border uh, border wall, a border barrier of some type to make it more difficult, so people have to come in through ports of entry, right? So they can't just walk across our borders in areas 
out there in the desert, you know, where the cartels are dropping them off and they're just, you know, willy-nilly being able to pass over into the American side of the border, right? Let's secure our borders so they come in through ports of entry so it restricts the flow, like, a, you know, like a garden hose, right? You don't want just the water flowing in everywhere. You just want it to come to this one area where you direct it, right? But we're not doing that, and that's the problem. It's not that the immigration system itself, I don't think, is, is necessarily broken. Of course, I'm not in it. But what I can say is that the, the amount of time that it takes to somebody uh, to, to mint a new United States citizen, I believe that's very needed, very integral to the process of taking them and turning them into an American. Right. Now, I, mean, I don't think we disagree on that point. I think that is an important okay. thing. But I think that also that, you know, you had said before that the immigrants come here not feeling that way. I think from a personal perspective, I think they absolutely do, or at least the, the ones yeah. that I've known do want to be Americans, do want to assimilate. Well, no, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying they don't feel that way. I'm saying that they, they don't know because they have not been taught, because they have not been here. Until they come here, they don't know, well, what, why, why the heck do they have an electoral college? That's hey. such a weird thing, you know? All right. Hey, brother, I appreciate the call. We've got to take our break here, man. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. All right. We're going to take one more call real quick. Hey, caller, you got about a minute before my break. What's up? Oh, yeah, Clay, this is uh, the whole thing about the border. I do agree in one point. I tell you what, hold, hold that thought because I know you're going to have a deep thought on this. I don't want to hear it in full. Okay. Hold on through the break. When we come back, I'll come straight to you. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Joined by Sean Yurkron. Uh, apparently, we are talking immigration today. <laughs> yeah. But hey, that's cool, man. If that's what you guys want to talk about. I am all here for it. We'll be right back live on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Let's, uh, let's go straight to Joe on the phone there. Hey, brother. Hey. Hey, how's it going, Clay and Sean? Hey, how you doing? I, I agree with you, Sean, in one instance, um, and I'll give you an example. My wife is from Brazil, and I went through the legal process of you – know, she married me a, a citizen, and I went through the legal process of the paperwork to get her legal and then become mm-hmm. a citizen. And it was a bureaucratic nightmare. Right. And so, How long did it take you all? I, so I agree. If you come here and you have a legitimate claim and it's completely legal, it should be simple. If you don't have a claim and you're you're trying to you know do it illegally, you get sent on a bus and gone across back across the border. Right. You yeah. know it's like a yes or no. Yep, you can come. Here it is, simple. No, you can't go. You got to leave. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement of that. I I grow. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. I think that would be the best way. How long did it take you, Joe? Like to, your wife to become a citizen? Uh, it took her. It took us because I did a lot of the paperwork. She didn't speak English that well. Probably mm. two, three years. Okay, two, to three become, years. Just to get her green card. Just to get a green card. What about? And is she a citizen now? Uh, she is a citizen now. She did a lot of work on it. It took her about a year, year and a half. So, like, nearly five year process to do it. Exactly. But yeah. done in two stages, of course. Right. Right. Sure. That's a long but, time. Yeah, it is, and that's the reason so many people kind of cut corners because mm. they can. Right, but, but here's the other issue I was going to bring up because I've seen some documentaries, and and uh, on what's going on at the border now, and I don't believe it's ineptness. I think it's purposeful what's going on at the border, because there's enough evidence that what is happening is orchestrated through um, the the um, UN and the uh, State Department through NGOs coordinating all these people 
from like Haiti, South American countries, Africa, mm-hmm. Venezuela, you know, because what's happening, if you look down there, if you look close, these people, you know, you see pictures of them coming across. They're all well-dressed. They're not dirty and shabby. They got new shoes on, a new backpack. They're, they're given debit cards uh, that's loaded by these organizations, you know, as they, they go through the process. So there's an incentive for them to come that far away to to bring them here Mm -hmm. and another thing is you've noticed also i saw this in your documentary that once they get to the border you know they already have all their ids they've got their um passports they went to the other different countries to get here they've got their bus tickets or plane tickets and just before they cross the border they dump them on the other side of the border it's littered with documents Mm. And then they dump everything they've got, walk up there and say, I'm seeking asylum, you know, and then they, they, they're able to come through with no documentation whatsoever. Right, right. And that's, and then of course, that's an issue, right? That we're, and that's what I think yeah. what we're talking about here. We're figuring ways to, to make this a, you know, more fair and, and, you know, legal process and, and something. I mean, I don't think anybody's, I don't think anybody's called in or am I or Clay talking about, we want an open border. I don't think anybody's saying that. I mean, obviously we've got to secure the border and, and do this, but, but we do this in a fair manner. This is a conspiracy to overload this country with both our, you know, the welfare system, the debt, everything else. I mean, we need to go after, you know, the sources, the NGOs, the, the politicians who are behind this incentive to bring people over here and for what purpose to become dependent upon the United States, our welfare, and to crash our system. Yeah. All right, brother. I, 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 we yeah. got we got to shift gears here. I appreciate you this morning. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks, Joe. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks. All right, guys, I appreciate y'all calling in and your passion about that. And um, <clears throat> I think we're all on the same page on this. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Sean's on the same page, too. And uh, and I appreciate everybody's passion on it. Uh, but I want I, I kind of want to try to stay on subject a little bit this morning. Let's go back to – I know that was the subject earlier, but kind of mm-hmm. where we're at in the show right now. Um, let's go back to the, the lawyer in Jackson yeah. who's been arrested. Okay, so you got that deal, right? And I'm getting some some text here on the Guns and Gear text line, which you guys have been blowing that up. <laughs> uh, uh, Sean, who's in law enforcement here in town, mm-hmm. also says you know he believes that the guy was within his rights. Yeah. To shoot them, so I mean, be, I agree. I'm, I'm going to be curious to see as to what the cause of the charge was. Why he was arrested? Like I was saying before in the earlier segment, you know, we back in those days, and I'm sure they do the same thing now, as we presented every shooting to the grand jury. Um, but we wouldn't arrest everybody or have everybody that actually committed a shooting wouldn't be arrested unless there was some you know actual evidence that they had you know done something illegal. And in self defense, obviously, he's not so. In this instance, I would I would have thought that he wouldn't have been arrested, and they would still would have worked it up, presented it to the grand jury, no billed it, which means not indicted. And uh, but apparently, for some reason, they made the decision to arrest him. Now that may harken back to what you're saying. Well, he came to the his rental house, right? Yeah. And and of course, I don't think that would have been a reason. I think he's well within his legal rights to do that. But maybe that was a confusion that they had that he didn't call the police, and that's the only thing I can think of why you would have arrested this guy because otherwise, yeah, and I, I mean, don't agree at it, with that at all. I just think that maybe that's... Well, I mean, either I don't agree with it either, right? Exactly. I just, I mean, if I'd got this case as, as an assistant DA, I mean, I'd, I'd take this as a grand jury and no bill it immediately because this is just it's obvious case of self defense. The guy's in his property, tries to attack him with a baton. I don't know what else you want. Now, if you're just and, walking around the backyard and he shoots him, you can't do that. And here's like, something strange, too, about this. All right, this is from the uh, WWT article. It says, a well, 
uh, Wellborn alleges that the man pulled a baton when confronted inside his shed, and that's when Wellborn shot him in the leg. The mm-hmm. male intruder could be seen being carted away from the scene with blood running down his leg. And here's the interesting part. Mm-hmm. It says, according to his LinkedIn page, he's an attorney, Wellborn Law Firm in Jackson, Tara Connor, 34, Brandon, the female. She has been charged with a burglary mm-hmm. of a shed. Right. The charges for her alleged male accomplice, the guy that got shot, Yeah, I don't think there's no alleged to it. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was, um, he's bleeding. His charges have not been announced. Hmm. Um... That's a that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, obviously he was there with her and he got shot. So and he I mean, was, you know, this to me, you know what? This is a case of what is it? Effed around and found out. That's what I think. I mean, you're going to go break into somebody's house or shed and you get shot. That's on you, man. Yeah. Like that's just. I mean, that's just that's what that's what's going to happen. Um, I mean, you know, you can't you can't do that and expect that it's not a it's not a safe career choice, people, to go into break into people's houses. Occasionally, you're going to get shot, and yeah. that's just the way it is. All right, so let's pivot. I think so. We're all in. I think we're all in agreement mm-hmm. that if it's at face value and it's not a drug deal going bad or something shady right. or so, something more to Which, it, you know, it could be. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, and, that's and, possible. I've seen that a million times. And so. my, my my opinion on that being a possibility has kind of shifted once I read once I saw that it was a rental house and somebody called him and told him there were some intruders mm-hmm. there. You know, I would think you're going to want evidence that that is the case. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you, you need know, some evidence. But all right. So I think we're all in agreement that 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 is a uh, something ain't right about that. Mm-hmm. Now, same folks. Now, let's keep the energy. Let's shift over here to Kansas City, where charges have been filed after a teen shot in the head while trying to pick up siblings at wrong address. Yeah. We're going to play. This is a two-minute. about the 84-year-old man? Yep. Yeah. For, I want to bring everybody up to speed, just in case you're not familiar with it. I'll be honest. I was not until last night. Okay. Uh, I just kind of heard something about it, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But, uh, this is uh, from WLBT. The Kansas City community protesting on Sunday after 16-year-old Ralph Yarl was shot as he was trying to pick up his siblings last week. Police say Jarl accidentally went to the wrong address where he was shot and seriously wounded by the homeowner. Officers arrived at the scene after a neighbor called 911 and took the homeowner immediately into custody. Our heart goes out to the juvenile victim and more than anything to make sure that this child um, and this child's family knows that there are people working hard, a number of people working hard, to make sure there is justice for this person. The homeowner, who has not been identified, was released after 24 hours pending further investigation. The police department says they're waiting to obtain a formal statement from the victim and further forensic evidence. I want everyone to know that I'm listening. And I understand the concern that, that we are receiving from the community. The information that we have now, it does not say that, that it's racially motivated. That's still an active investigation. But as a chief of police, I do recognize the racial components of this case. I do recognize and understand. Um, they recognize there's racial components of this case. Um, the community. Y'all remember that part when I start my rant. Concern. Yarl's aunt says her nephew loves music and is a section leader in his marching band. She says his goal is to attend Texas A&M University to study chemical engineering. Civil rights attorneys Lee Merritt and Benjamin Crump are representing the victim and his, also remember this. his family and demanding swift action and are calling the shooting horrendous and unjustifiable. As a mother of three children, this enrages me. And protest. Was she trying to say enrages? 
She said, I think it said, erases me. Investors gathering Sunday outside the home where Yara was shot, demanding justice. He is alive. He is healing. Because my nephew is alive. They then pulled out the African drums out in front of this guy's house. I mean, come on, guys. Everything ain't about race. The 84-year-old man. Now, if you want to say that he shot too soon, I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Let's take our break and come back. And I, I want to pick this up because this is just too big of a conversation to squeeze into a minute. We'll be right back on The Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards show. Before we jump back in, got to tell you guys about my friends out at Battlefield Drag Strip. Hey, look, man, they're doing great things out there. If you are into drag racing, who's not? Now, lefties, we're not talking about that kind of drag racing. This ain't RuPaul's. I've never been to a drag racing thing. I guess maybe this ain't, this ain't RuPaul's drag race. This is real horsepower, real horsepower, and it's going down every weekend at Battlefield Drag Strip. Uh, Friday nights is kind of like just open test and tune type stuff. And then on Saturdays, they do the big, big races, man, the big grudge races and stuff of that nature. No prep, prep. They do it all at Battlefield Drag Strip. I'm cruising their Facebook page. I don't see a flyer for a, a current event this weekend. But look, keep up with them at Battlefield Drag Strip on Facebook and BattlefieldDrag.com. And if you have any uh, questions, you can just hit them up there. And uh, my buddy Garrett that runs the place. Uh, yesterday was his birthday. Happy belated birthday to Garrett. All right. Sean. Yeah. L- let's unpack. Well, I'll tell you what. Miss Sylvia's on the line. Right. Let's get Miss Sylvia. Hey, Sylvia. Hi. How's it going? I'm enjoying both of you this afternoon. Excuse me, this morning. Thank I you. I just want to be real quick, and then we can go on. I wanted to say that this uh, 84-year-old man is going to be a sacrificial lamb because of the racial tension that's going on. And I hope that his lawyer will be able to uh, just find a way to make sure that this doesn't happen to him. But I did want to say also, that young man, if he were truly picking up his siblings, you would have the correct address to go to. You wouldn't be knocking on a stranger's door. I think that's a lousy a limp, uh, excuse. It's very flimsy as far as I'm concerned. Well, I also said that he was snatching on the door. At least that was the old man's side of the story, that, that he was snatching on the door trying to open it. And I'm like, well, even if um, you believe you 100% take, the, take it at face value that he was at the wrong house, why, he had clearly never been to that house before or he would know he was at the wrong house. Why are you trying to snatch on a door of a home you've never been to? See, that's my whole point. I don't believe his excuse, and uh, I don't believe you would know exactly what address, what house, if you are picking up your siblings. I don't believe that part of the story. And then the last thing I wanted to say, talk about drag racing. All you have to do is be out there on the freeway at night, and it's always (laughs) happening, drag racing. People go by me really fast all the time. So you don't have to go there, but I prefer that you go to where it's legally done. Absolutely. So one of these days I'm going to go. But, Don, I appreciate you. 
you just keep on going like you're doing. All Thank right? you. Talk to y'all later. Have Thank- a great day. Thanks, Sylvia. Speaking about the drag racing, you know, of course, I live in Bellhaven, close to the Waterworks Curve, and and uh, there's some been some nights where they're not drag racing. And see, I've gotten so used to the drag racing over the year, it kind of puts me to sleep. It does. It's like it just. I'm like, oh, I'm like, and then there are nights that it's not there. I'm like, wait, where's oh, my go to sleep music? You know, growing up over there in South Jackson, right there on the Byram Line, we had Jack's tracks over there, and it um it was on Saturday nights, Friday and Saturday nights, or whatever they do the the circle track, dirt track racing. Right. And man, it will that humming will put you. It'll to sleep. put you to sleep. Yep. It's great. Let's uh, before we jump back in, let's take another call. Hey, hey, call you're on there. Um, it's silly. It's so ridiculous. Uh, so you can't get lost in 2023 now. Like you can't get backtrack. You can't get the wrong address. Not with GPS. So I mean, I now I'm just I saying. Just I'm just saying like, if you take the story at face, and I hadn't even given my opinion on it yet, but I'm just saying if you take the story at face value. I, I've just got a couple questions. Uh, I mean, I have a question of why is a homeowner just shooting out of his door? Now, the believe, just coming to knock on the door. Now, believe it, I, I 100%, that was what I was going to say. I told Sean during the break, I don't agree with the guy shooting out the door. I think that was excessive, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they can charge him with, personally. I mean, but, I mean, it's kind of, it's suspect. <laughs> is what I oh yeah, saying. it's suspect. Uh, You're right on that. It's definitely suspect. I think you know, Clay and I were talking about this. It's yeah, it, this is what makes this. I'm case... not saying it's racist or anything. Well, that that's I my mean, thing. It's not racist, and, and I mean, they're yeah, going to try to make it that. But and see that the guy is black, but at the same time, it's uh, it's just kind of you shouldn't have a firearm if you just that frightened and somebody knocking on your door and shooting like you have to give a warning. Oh, mm. uh, what are you doing here? Like, you got the wrong house. Like, and he shot through the glass too. If you, he shot through the glass. Yeah, his door. Something you know, of that nature to be like to give the person warning that hey, I, I don't know. That, now I disagree. I don't think you got to give the person warning. I mean, if you feel like your life is in danger, I'm. You know, they're not going to give you a but, warning. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but behind a closed door, and the person isn't just forcibly kicking at the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said he pulled on the door handle, but like, I don't know. No, how not yeah, yeah. If, if we're, now in that scenario, yes, I think you know some kind of warning. But I was just saying, generally speaking, you don't have to give somebody warning if you feel like your life is an imminent threat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, again, that's going to come down to a lawyer well, and all it also that. Depends on the state. I think uh, in Florida, <laughs> Texas, <laughs> Mississippi, probably. Yeah, outside of Hines County. <laughs> Yeah, but Missouri, I don't know. But it's just it just seems kind of kind of crazy that you can just shoot through your door and shoot somebody in the head and the arm or shoulder, and mm-hmm. just because you got the wrong address. But according to Miss Sylvia, uh, you would have the right address if you were picking up your siblings, but you might have got the wrong address. Police officers do it all the time when they do no knock warrants. Right. So dollar point. All right, brother. All right, have a good one. Let me. I could break this down. Down. Here's what's so difficult. I was telling Clay this during the break. I've had. This is just the the easiest way I can put this. I've had several cases over the years when it involves really elderly people, and I'm not talking their 60s. I mean 80s, right? I mean we're talking that's someone that's very old, and it it it, it complicates things. Let's just be real. It just complicates the issue. I had a case where a guy was in his 80s and killed his whole family, you know, and, and it just it just it's a t- those are tough situations when someone's that age. Now, what I would say here, first thing is. Someone is knocking on your door. You cannot shoot them. You cannot shoot someone that is knocking on your door. That's not, you know. Now, 
the, the law is, are you in reasonable fear for your life? Somebody's committed a felony on you, breaking your house, that kinds of things. Here, the situation, from what I read, was he shot through the glass of his door there. I mean, and I think that that is a problem. I, that, to me, looks like he committed a felony upon this kid. Though, again, I'm going to go back to the he's 84. That complicates the situation, too. I know people are talking about the racial component, but this man's age is is a problem. It's It's hard to... It's it's hard to know what you know. He's arguing to be like I was scared. Well, he's eighty four. Eighty four year olds are scared of a lie. I mean, you know, obviously they are. He's eighty four. Yeah, and people say, yeah. so well, I, it's a hard case. It's, I feel I, I wouldn't want to be the one prosecuting. I can tell you that much. I've heard people or I read people say, "Oh, this one old people don't need guns." Well, I I, I did I I, I I take offense to that because I think the mm. number one the, the demographic who may need a gun more than anybody who can't get down there and potentially roll and grapple and you know fight somebody is definitely going to be you know. Uh, an older person you know they're living in a high crime i don't know i don't even know what the 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 community mm, i don't either the picture of the house looks like a nice neighborhood yeah an older neighborhood mind you but yeah. uh but one picture don't tell a whole story well clay you know. if he was our age right I, I, he'd be going to jail like let's i mean he's you know that's like he was in his 40s that that's not a good look but the problem is like you know with his argument is like i was because it was like me or you and some guys knocking on our door and we're like man i was so scared i shot him it's gonna sound a little bit ridiculous to police yeah well, and but I say, and the other component is and maybe this is maybe some lawyers already got in his ear mm-hmm. you know but they said he was snatching on the door mm-hmm. trying to get in right and, you right. know so but that and, was his story though i just hate that this is being made this should not be a race issue. That that's my point in this whole deal. Well, I think Ray, there's a racial component. I think may, the fact that he the kid was black may have that may have been something that scared him. He doesn't see a black people in his neighborhood. Maybe that was something that scared him. That's his yeah. argument. I think there is a racial component to it. Obviously, obviously, even on the other side too. Right on the left side, right. he a, definitely does you know, not need to say he was black and it scared me. Right. I mean, but he's 84. I could see them saying, making yeah. a statement like that. That's why I say that there's always a racial component to things here. And I think that there probably is one on, like I said, on, again, you know, on both sides. But, uh, um, uh, and, the, the second I read that, um, I mean, if he was a, a white guy do knocking on his door, would he have shot him as easily? I think that's a question we all need to be asking too. Yeah. Well, the dev, the, when I saw the, the race baiter lawyers and, uh, and Talcum X were involved, <laughs> Sean, now I would Clay, you and I are agreement on Ben Crump. Ben Crump shows up at every, shooting mm-hmm. there is and he you know the minute i see him i do question the case i'm not saying all of them are not valid i do think there's a lot that are but the um but yes he is he is definitely the um he's definitely the tv lawyer of these sorts of cases yeah yeah so i mean i think again we're, we're kind of on the same side on this um and one of the things i love about doing this is we get to have real conversations with people um, you have a lot more in common mm-hmm. than than people think. Other than you didn't vote for my president, I didn't vote for your president. I think it makes for a good conversation. Uh, is there an example of at face value? If this happened under your watch, mm-hmm. what would you do? What 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 charge would you get? This would it be attempted murder? Well, you know, it's a. Um I think here they charge him with assault, and it'd be aggravated assault is what yeah. I would charge him with. I could go on another tangent about attempted murder. We didn't have an attempted murder. I think we do now. Is after my time. Yeah. I always say that they, the legislature passed that because it sounds good on TV. Kind of like when we changed the we didn't we just used to have murder, but now we've got you know first degree murder and second degree murder. And I feel like people were watching Law and Order and said, "Oh, we need uh you know degrees of murder because everybody every state's got all these degrees of murder." Got before it. before well, we no, just I had murder. We didn't have no fault divorce until right. Yeah, like, that wasn't right. That was I don't think that was passed like what, 30, 40 years ago maybe. Yeah, was like it no fault? Or, yeah, there's no. 
actually, there's no I see, like, irreconcilable differences, divorce, right? Yeah, irreconcilable I know about that. <laughs> I can tell you about that. Yeah, there's one of them that we didn't have here, and uh, Chad King had corrected me on it the other day. He's like, no, we don't have that in Mississippi. That's what we have this basically hostage situation, you know, yeah. for, for, for irreconcilable differences or whatever. Well, I think, you know, we, we, you can have an irreconcilable difference divorce, and then there's fault-based divorce, or ground divorces. Mm-hmm. But, like, other states like Alabama, I don't think – I think you could just get a divorce. Yeah. I believe that's right. Yeah, if I can do it, if I can get married at a drive-thru, I should be able to get divorced at one. Yeah, I think that, I don't know why you you need a ground. I never understood that, why you, you need just like, hey, look, we want to get divorced, we want to get divorced. If one party doesn't and the other does. I don't seems, like you anymore. Yeah, that's, I mean, it seems sufficient to me, right? Yeah, I mean, why do you want to <laughs> force people that don't like each other to be with each other? All right, let's right. take a break real quick, come back and kind of land the plane on some of these topics for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show, joined in the studio by Sean Yartkaran, and we'll be right back on 103.9 WYEB. Breaking rules when necessary. Thank you all for tuning in to the Clay Edwards Show today. Hey, real quick, man, uh, get out there, see our friends at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center down in Crystal Springs. If you're in the market for a ten dollars to $15,000 car, they got you taken care of. You can also donate your vehicle to them. They're a 501c3, and uh, you get the tax write-off for whatever they sell the vehicle for. So it may, uh, running or not, it may only be worth $1,000, $2,000 if you sell it. But if they get it, they recon it, clean it up, get it, you know, to nice, good running, dependable order. They sell it for five thousand. You get that tax write off for five thousand bucks or whatever the number may be. Uh, take advantage of it. You can shop them online at MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. And uh, also, if uh, you're looking for something a little more expensive, a newer truck on the pre-owned side, come see me over at Ellis Autoplex. We've got a array of F-150s available, as well as some other stuff, a couple F-250s. Uh, ranging anywhere from about seventeen thousand on up to uh, about fifty six thousand dollars for the F two fifty that we got there, so got a little something for everybody at LS Autoplex. You can shop us online at lsautoplex.com. Sean, man, we got some great texts today, yeah. guys. I, I I absolutely hate that these texts are going to go to waste today. I'll probably end up replying to every one of these individually because y'all were just on fire today. Uh, the callers, y'all blew it up. Sean, I got a question here from David on the text line. Yeah, maybe you can answer it real quick. What's the Mississippi law on squatters' rights, or does that exist in Mississippi? Are you familiar with this? Uh, not really. I'm, I, that's not in my wheelhouse. I know that there's a, thing, a principal law called adverse possession, mm-hmm. which is something that needs to be open, notorious, and adverse to the owner. And I believe that process takes seven years. I'd have to, I'll look that up for next time, though. All right, and uh, I'm just going to read this here real quick. It seems like a good text. It said, the decades of demonizing, demonizing black men and also a black men fit into those stereotypes, unfortunately, but that still gives no one, despite their age, the right to shoot someone through the door, which provides a barrier between you and the potential threat. Call the police, but until the person breaks down the door or brandishes a weapon or defaced your vehicle or something of your property, how can you legally justify being in fear for your life? Yeah, that's tough. That's that's what I was saying. That's what's tough about that case, man. I mean, he shot him through the glass there. He's on the porch. Uh, legally, he looks like he's he's properly could be charged with this crime and properly convicted. Um, of course, you know he's going to have counter arguments that he was in fear for his life, yeah. and you know, of course his age I think would be taken into account. But yeah, it's a bad boat. You know, it's a bad boat for him for the eighty four year old man and for the young man. That, of course, obviously the worst boat. The poor guy was shot, and uh, sure, you yeah. know, it's uh, it's a bad. It's a it's a man. It's look. This is real life. Real people. These situations happen that are just tough situations. It's not. It's so easy. Like I prosecuted this one guy that killed a bunch of people, and it's so easy when it's cut and dry like that. It's that guy that's a big killer, and you you know. Yep, but easy to do. Yeah. No questions. All right, look, guys, we got to take a break. This does not appear to be another Trayvon Martin incident, so we can squash that. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I will see y'all tomorrow, right here, same time, same place. Thank.
Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.